This episode of Bushwick Breakaway is brought to you by you, the listener. As always, you can sponsor us at patreon.com slash Breakaway. Greg and I, today on a recognized holiday, July 5th, the day I predicted Jack Eichel would be traded, which seemingly is false, do a New York Rangers mailbag. We answer all your questions for the offseason, and Greg throws a giant baseball curveball at the end. I don't know if that's a pun or not. Anyway, let's go to ESPN commentator Mark Messier, and let's get to the show, shall we? Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Bush Break fans, welcome to another week of the Bushers Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead of patreon.com slash Bushers Breakaway, where you can support me and my co-host, Gregory Kaplan. Greg, say hello. Uh Yep. Long, long, long weekend. A long good one weekend. though, I'm I'm hoping. A fun oh, yeah, yeah. independent I, weekend. So Yeah, so uh, stunned, really. I, I went to Long Island for the weekend. You may be familiar with it. I've been there. I was I left yesterday early probably around like eight o'clock in the morning because i just assumed it's about a three and a half hour drive normally yeah it's pretty so long I was like, all right it's good yeah i was like all right it'll take Island. it'll take an hour longer because there'll be traffic blah 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 uh did not turns out what i discovered today a lot of people go to upstate new york now is that a thing because for fourth of july yeah, dude dude the traffic that i saw leaving the capital region as i was heading back towards the capital region i've never seen there wasn't a crash. I never once passed an accident between the Tappan Zee and where I get off in Troy. And it was just like bumper to bumper the entire way. It looked the most miserable thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, actually, when we were driving to Long Island this weekend, the Bell Parkway was closed. This is a traffic update with Bluetooth Breakaway. There was like a, mm. a flipped uh, bus. And I was like, hmm, okay, well, back on Long Island. Feels good. Uh, um, it was a good time. I, you have more experience with Long Island Fourth of July's than I do. Usually they're buddy, shit shows, buddy. I again, I didn't storm the beaches of Normandy. Yeah, but man, had to sound like what I was listening to last night. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Long Island fireworks is legitimate, and I, I'm in Philly now, and you can imagine that was very similar. It was yeah, just, it's just, it's a war zone. It's, it's just constant, it's constant a, a war zone every direction. I had yeah. a great time. Between the hours, between the hours of like seven forty-five and eleven o'clock, you like I could have just turned in any direction and I was seeing fireworks. The house, two houses over, was just firing them off in the middle of the street. I, where do people get these things? I don't even know. They're illegal. I don't know if you know that <laughs> in New York. You said they're legal. Illegal. Oh no no. So did you know um, the state law actually mandates that it's now county by county? Oh so really? Every county in New York has its own rules and regulations oh, with fire. I can tell you that Suffolk County, where I am from, definitely is illegal. We 100%. Well, I don't think people are following the rules. <laughs> yeah. Here, Ryan. Quick story. Um, I actually don't know if I should tell this one. Hmm. Anyway, Uh-oh. I used to help somebody as a child carry fireworks upstairs for friendship. <laughs> um, anyway, uh that person got mega arrested, and that's kind of how I know a lot about fireworks and the firework dealings on, on Suffolk County. Great times so, as a child. So not, not your father. <laughs> Definitely not my dad. Uh, no, he wasn't around that late in the game. So 
Anyway, we're uh, we're gonna cover some Ranger stuff today, but it's it's been eerily quiet. I guess we'll get get some stuff on the top. Uh, I predicted that July fifth would be a date that Eichel got traded. We're recording mm-hmm. July fifth at three thirty six p.m. I guess I still have some time. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I neglected to think of was that it's actually the day that July fourth is an observed holiday. So uh, there's no chance the Rangers or the Sabers are working today. Maybe tomorrow though. Yeah, I'm. I'm just also very bummed that. I, listen, I'm, I'm not here to get canceled and say anything, and I'm happy to have the day off of work myself. But also, it's not July Fourth. Yeah. So why is today the observed holiday for July Fourth? I guess it's like when Christmas is on a weekend. You're like, well, Christmas Monday. There you go. Same thing. I <laughs> Enjoy I've your said what I've said. Christmas Monday. Uh, yeah, it is a little weird, uh, a little strange. I'm happy to have the day off. Happy to chill. Trust me. Yeah, but... I'm not, not, again, not complaining. Uh, as I told you, I had a set of things that I wanted to do when I got home at yep. around 2.30 this afternoon. I have done one of the two things, and the thing I haven't done is simply take a shower. Yep. God bless you. Uh, we are going to do a mailbag episode because it doesn't seem like any news will be coming out today from the Ranger side of things. I do expect— Ryan, it is a federal holiday. Mail is not supposed to be delivered on a federal holiday. That's true. Then that's how the Rangers deliver all their news. Uh, although I, I do think— um. Something will get delivered today, and uh, maybe this will age poorly, but it seems like the Stanley Cup will be decided tonight. Uh, the mm-hmm. carry prices of the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know. Did you see that guy hold the sign that was like, I'm missing my firstborn for this game? Like, didn't you? Yeah. Couldn't you kind of yeah, know? He's, he's ending He's ending his first marriage, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, um, uh, I, I, if the Canadiens had, like, I'm a diehard Ranger fan. You know that. I would probably, I don't, I don't think I could miss the, the birth of my, for a finals game. I like. I don't think I could do it. It's also, yeah, it just like someone's definitely in their car right now. Like, yo, is Ryan a real fan? <laughs> you, as, like as everybody here knows, nobody in the history of the entire world probably a bigger Met fan than myself. Yep. Um, if for some reason a woman decided to marry me, that's crazy. A major crazy doing theory. a lot of work yeah. here. Mm-hmm. If a woman decided to marry me, and then if that woman willingly wanted to have a child of mine. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that woman would literally kill me if I was not Murder. present for the birth of said child, even if the Mets were in the World Series. Cold-blooded. Like, legitimately dead. I don't even think press charges would be pressed. Also, just to say something, if you're that hardcore of a hockey fan where you have to go miss the you know, birth of your first child with the woman you love, um, maybe you don't plan it out so it's going to end up in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, listen, I know you didn't expect Montreal to be there. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you can figure this out. It's not that hard. Also, we should say congratulations to that guy on the sex. But we should also say, buddy, our condolence because you are never having sex again. Yeah. It's you're never going to happen. It's over for you. No, you're not, it, it ain't happening with your wife. And it ain't happening with any other woman after that because they'll be like, hey, aren't you the moron who <laughs> went to the Stanley Cup final game instead of seeing the birth of your kid? Yeah. Business is closed here, buddy. Yeah. Um, and also, that that game, I believe Carey Price led up two goals in 12 minutes. In the first period. Yeah, and then so let go. up two goals in another, like, three minutes in the second period. You know why? Because that's ain't that good, Ryan. I mean, one of the worst, if not the worst, Stanley Cup performances ever by a goalie. Mm. I mean, you really hate to see wow. it. It's really it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's tough out there. Uh, congratulations to Carey Price for making the finals. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist has done that before, I guess. And uh, I, I don't know why all these debates for Henrik Lundqvist versus Carey Price came up over the weekend. And, like, it, they, like they made, like, they mattered at all. Like I don't even know no. what we're doing anymore. We've gone over it. It's it's not even a, it's not even a debate. I'm sorry. It's really not. It it's not. It's it I it would be like 
if I wanted to do a baseball equivalency to it, it's like Mike Mussina is a Hall of Fame baseball pitcher. Sure. But I don't think he ever appeared in a World Series. I'm not about to make an argument that Mike Mussina is not as talented a pitcher as like Rick Reed, just because Rick Reed won a World Series game. Sure. Honestly, comparing Rick Reed to Carey Price is mean to Rick Reed, so I'm not going to do that because I loved Rick Reed growing up. Yeah, that's a little But you, you, catch, you catch my drift. I do. I do, I do. Uh, in that case, though, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning who have cheated their way to a second in a row Stanley Cup, most likely after tonight. Rubbin's racing, Ryan. That's it. Fucking cheaters. Let's get to a little bit of mailbag. This whole episode is going to be a little bit of mailbag. Uh, in case you, this is your first time listening to mailbag, we, uh, when, there, when the no- news is slow, and which it is right now, we take some listener questions from the Twitter.com, and I have some to go through with you, Gregory, and we can go through some of them. As, as the people have questions going into the offseason, as is tradition, and a lot of them are probably about Eichel and some other things. So uh, let's get right to it, shall we? This is from dear friend of the show, Dan from LI. Hi, Ryan. If the Rangers do not get Eichel, who is the next superstar or star the Rangers will go after? This question, uh, this question actually is because Tchuk is the, the name that you will probably say, right? I think. What was the name? Kachuk? Did I say the T? Did I, say <laughs> I think you said the T the first time. Shit. Tchuk. It's like saying Mathathahu. That that's the name we'll probably mention here. But the feeling I keep getting, at least from this, is more of a vibe and a gut feel than information. Is that they don't get Eichel, they'll go for like a lesser. A way lesser known name. Like, Hurdle's a name that you keep getting thrown out there that I don't really like that much. Uh, I think they'll explore... I mean, maybe they'll explore Bo, Bo Habat, uh, Horvat from Vancouver. Man, you're, you're having a hard day today, aren't you? It's July 5th, yeah. <laughs> did what, how do you pronounce his last name? Did I fuck it up totally? It's just Horvat. I don't know huh. what you were going for the first time. What is wrong with me? There. The pronunciation. So, many so that's true. So many things. Uh, but oh, just, I just I pulled up Cap Friendly while we're doing this, mm-hmm. by the way. And it's just really funny because Seattle is on here now and they have one player under contract. Congratulations. It's funny to see. <laughs> they also have $81.5 million in cap space. The um, Tampa Bay Lightning could use some of that. In this case, uh, to answer uh, Dan's question, I actually don't think the Rangers will go star hunting despite their need to keep telling everybody they're going to make big swings. I think the big swings they make might be a a few lesser moves together if they don't get Eichel. I would agree for the most part. I don't, I would like a Chuck. Um, There are very good reasons why you shouldn't trade him. I could see a scenario where maybe you start, you start thinking about the teams that need to make a move, right? That's really what it comes down to. And, there, I do feel like there's something I I can't shake the feeling that it could be someone like Kuznetsov if the Capitals are motivated to move him, motivated to eat some of that contract, which means the price isn't that high to get him. That, but I don't think the Rangers he's, would he's trade like for 7. someone with eight or eight right now, right? It's seven seven point eight is okay. his contract. I was close. The next four years. Uh, but if you got the Capitals to eat three million of the seven point eight, not quite half, but I mean, you could do so much worse than paying Kuznetsov four point eight million dollars a year. On the, the Capitals, though, like why would I do that? I mean, to the, get they rid have of a... they have some caps. In, well, again, they have they have they have to create some roster space, and it sounds like they're just. I don't know what the market is going to be for Kuznetsov. You kind of have to 
make it worth a team's while to give up something of value for a player that seems to be clearly on the outs in Washington. I do agree with you in the, in the sense that if it's not Eichel, I don't think the Rangers are going to get someone that will headline a marketing campaign, right? They're going to get a very good player, a couple very good players, but none of which we would call stars in the general sense of the term. I'm completely out on Horvat. I've always been out on Horvat. I'm out on Hurdle. I don't, I don't really like good. him either. I don't mind Hurdle that much, uh, but I'm also not dying to trade for him. I want to see what his captain radio is. We are podcasting and talking Legends. our way through it. Legends. Uh, Hurdle, my problem with Hurdle is he's after next season, he's a free agent. You're not really answering the, well, what happens if Mika leaves here? It's more like, okay, well, now we just have to pay someone else. Yeah. And you have to determine how much you want to pay that guy. Yeah, I, I Hurdle would help. Don't get me wrong, but I'm kind of with you. I'm not over the moon about it. It's not something where I'm going to I, – I came into this summer being like anything is possible. The Rangers could do whatever they want. They have this cap space for this one year. They could make all these crazy moves. And if the move was Hurdle, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> that's it. I guess Yeah, I, I legitimately think Bo Horvat would make the New York Rangers worse. So I, I like – I think I'd, I'd rather, rather have Strom. I think we had this conversation. Yeah, that, which is a crazy thing for me to say. Yeah, I think I, it's true, though. I think Ryan Strom is just a better offensive creator. He's, probably, he's definitely better playing with Panarin, proven-wise. All right, this is from Andre. I don't care whether it's true or not. Can you just tell me we're going to keep Blackwell? I need to hear it. Andre, we're going to keep Blackwell. I don't Blackwell. think it's going to be. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't I, think it's going to be up to us. I'm just doing it because he asked me. I don't know oh. if it's true. <laughs> he said he needs to hear it. Uh, I, I, I will saw, say by, by by saying it's not going to be up to us, I mean it's not going to be up to the New York Rangers. It sounds like he's going to get exposed. It does. Uh, I have the Hockey Stat Miner reply here. It's loading on my phone. Very good podcasting today. Professionals, it's just a white screen on my phone. Great. Awesome. Uh, but I do know it's, he said earlier, because it's not fucking loading because I hate everything, um, that mm-hmm. Rooney and Blackwell would be the people exposed, and that could change at any point in time if Howden or Gauthier or DiGiuseppe sign a one-year extension. And that would just be it. So, College. That's that's uh that's my guy, Hockey Stamater. If you don't follow him, he's the best. There you go. All right, next question. This comes from Matt Jackson. Do you think Eichel talk and more is uh, do you think the Eichel talk rather and more is leading the NHL coverage? Uh or will the NHL cover be more covered like the NBA and will this get amplified in the new T V deals? I guess that's what he's no. asking. No. No, uh mostly because one I guess it depends on when Eichel gets traded. Once I mean, Eichel's gone, like I don't really know what the next thing is. Well, the problem is right. Like, so it, the new TV deal. This essentially comes down to ESPN because Turner isn't going to have a daily sports talk show that will want to cover this. Like, it every night the NHL is on TNT, it'll be a big deal, and you'll get the shows, and it'll be talkative, and there'll be storylines that come out of that that we all talk about, like we do with the NBA on TNT. Uh, but the problem right now is that ESPN has an all-star game. It has to promote with major league baseball has the NBA finals. It has to promote with the NBA. It has to figure out what the fuck it's doing with this Rachel Nichols story. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. No. Um, but then they also released another story where, uh, she asked the, uh, I forgot the other lady's name. My apologies. Maria Taylor. Yeah. She asked for like Stephen A money and they're going to like maybe part ways with her like the day after it's like, okay, well, this is very strange. Yeah, it, it's all – ESPN's in a whole load of shit 
Um, the NHL could be a really good distraction for them right now to try and be like, look at the shiny new toy that we have. Everybody pay attention over there. Look, Shake we just hired 27 bit. more people, including Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky. It's like, okay. Yeah, fine. but no, I, I don't expect Jack Eichel trade rumors oh, covered Sorry. on ESPN like Shohei Otani or anything that happens in the NBA or, or even any breath that's taken in the NFL. Yeah. Like the thing that works against the NHL is it's just the calendar overlaps with the NBA, right? That is, that is the thing that holds the NHL back more than anything else, because on any given night where something happens in hockey, something is also happening in the NBA. And you remember the fact that you got an Olympics this summer, that's going to distract all of us for a solid five week period. Yeah, I don't see Eichel. I hope it moves the needle, but I'm very pessimistic about it having the effect anybody would hope it has. I think once Eichel's over, um, we're kind of back to the same old, same old with the NHL. The worst thing that could happen, by the way, for the NHL is Eichel is over before um, the NBA Finals ends. The only chance that the NHL has to get traction on ESPN this summer is for that Eichel trade to happen after the Suns and Bucks series. Right, which likely will go more than four games. And I believe is, you've always said July 12th is kind of the date, right? Oh, I well, I said this weekend. Because uh, this weekend was the weekend where they have to trade him where he could be healthy for the start of the season. So now, now I'm kind of on the July 28th bandwagon as the date. Okay. That, that seems to be what Drager has said too. Uh, after, after the draft somehow is when they think Eichel might get traded, which means they wouldn't get that quote-unquote top 10 pick that they so covet, um, the Buffalo Which Sabres. is weird. Like, they're they're making a priority of wanting to get to so many first-round picks in this draft, which in my head means that this trade has to go down before the draft. And yet, I have no confidence that the trade's going to go down before the draft now. The last game, the game seven, if it goes to seven games, I think the Suns will probably make quick work without Giannis there, uh, is July 22nd. So they have to, that's the only, the chance they have to grab some serious headlines. Cause that's when we've seen it over and over here, Greg drama and player movement creates headlines. Um, yes. and unless I you're agree. two of your, your goalie and a defenseman are punching each other in the face or you fired your entire front office, you're never going to be on the back page. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. Right. Right now, the next week would be a horrific time for, I would say the next two weeks would be a bad time for the Sabres to trade Eichel in terms of getting more publicity because uh, Euros continue continue for another week. MLB All-Star Game is next week. Uh, NBA Finals is going on at the same time. It's the first year ever where the NBA Finals and the All-Star break happen at the exact same time. So it's not even like you're not going to get that usual two days of no sports in the America because it's the yeah. MLB All-Star break and everything is shut down. Oh, and then the Olympics start, I think, on the 23rd. Cool. Yeah. What a what a miserable time for the NHL to try and make some headlines. Just can't do it. Yeah, the, and this finals isn't really helping them. It's been a snore fest. I mean, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Lightning are I just bet, way hey, better. Listen, I'm just going to keep betting the Lightning minus one and a half, and just keep cashing those checks. If they're going to cheat, I might as well make money off it. That's that, really the way it works. That's how it is. It does work. This is next question is from Woody Sweats. I kind of like that handle. Uh, similar two questions. Are there any, are expectations any different if David Quinn is still the coach and would last season have gone any different if we traded Georgiev and kept Hank? Uh, first question, the expectations I don't believe are different at all. If 
David Quinn is still the coach. I think we mm-hmm. said the entire time that he'd have to make the playoffs the next year. That was when the quote-unquote window would open. This was the last year. It was cool that he didn't make a push. If you're a fan out there and you're like, wait a second, we have the second-best left winger in the game, and we just have a Norris winner on his entry-level contract, how are we not in the playoffs? Hey, listen, James Dolan felt the same way. Uh, and the playoff, the window is open now, and that's that would have been the exact same thing if David Quinn was going into this year, but they just couldn't keep him for so many obvious reasons at this point. Yes, uh, our expectation since the letter came out was the 2021-2022 season is the first year you can be disappointed in the New York Rangers not making the playoffs. Yes. All things considered, roster building, contract signed, players coming up on unrestricted free agency, and now you add in overhauling of the front office and coaching staff. Yeah, um, this upcoming season always was the benchmark for, well, it should probably be a playoff team now. So, yeah, we had always been saying if Quinn didn't make the playoffs the upcoming season, we expected the Rangers to fire. Right, and there's still development going to happen. Of course, these players are still young. A lot of them are still under 21, which is insane if you really think about it. Thinking back to your 21-year-old self, like, oh, they're fully formed players now. No, they'll be a lot better. I expect a lot more out of Kako, Kraftstoff, if he's still here, and and obviously Lafreniere to take a huge step this year, and we'll talk a lot about him later in the summer, I'm sure. But the development will they, – they're not rookies anymore. They know how to play in the league, so next year will be the year. Uh, would this season have gone any different if we traded Georgie and kept Hank? Well, Tony D'Angelo might still be on the team. I'm not so sure. Uh, that's, uh, that I mean, if we, if we – yeah, like in this hy- hypothetical, well, does, Hank, does Henrik Lundqvist not have heart surgery? Yeah, Hank still has heart surgery likely, so it's probably Keith as the backup most of the season, and I get to make more – um, or rather say more nice things about my client, Keith Kincaid. I think that's really it. Yeah. Like it, the, this hypothetical would imply that would the season have gone different if the Rangers had a backup, a better backup goalie, essentially, maybe, but you're really only talking about maybe like three standing points. Maybe we still don't even know. And obviously it's not our business. If Hank is going to be, ready to play for next season or ever to play in the NHL again. Yeah. But like you, we saying if the Rangers would have been better off with Hank instead of Georgiev, they'd have a few extra million dollars this year in free agency. I think like what, three and a half million dollars yeah, more. Something like that. Um, but they wouldn't like Hank would still not have played a single hockey game last year. Just point blank. Uh, yeah. If so he's I, healthy enough, I, I I'm sure the Rangers might love to have a conversation with him. But Georgiev is still on the team. Like, I don't know. Where the fuck is he going? Yeah, again, the, as has been the case. And Keith is still here, too. One. He signed for two years. So, Well, Keith is here to be exposed. And if he doesn't get picked by Seattle, the Rangers will just figure it out after that. They're not exactly worried. Um, sorry, Keith. Didn't think so. Uh, also, congratulations to Keith. I didn't realize he was engaged. What? I'm a bad I'm My a bad client friend. is a Keith engaged? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bad friend. I didn't even know. Um, Damn. But anyway, like you, you guys can go back and dig up the archives. We've essentially been saying the Rangers should have sold the high on Georgiev for about two years now. Yeah, one, that, one name we did say was Jeremy Bracco. That did not Who's a piece out. of shit human being, apparently? <laughs> wow. It really makes you think. Yeah, sorry. You don't know anyone. Yep. Um, sorry, guys. I, shit. That did not work out. We will not talk about yeah. that any longer. There you go. No. He, I mean, he, first of all, he crashed out of the Maple Leafs organization because he started playing poorly. And then, he, yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Yep. So it's, Turns out. 
Awful. Uh, I'm sure he and Trevor Bauer can get a drink someday, though. They really go. talk about their problems. <laughs> fucking idiots. Anyway, yeah, I, you guys can dig up all of our old podcasts. You basically hear us saying, before Igor debuted, well, Igor's coming, so Georgiev's not going to be the starter. When Hank was here, well, Hank's here. We don't really need Georgiev to be the starter. Like, it, it's too bad the Rangers didn't try to sell higher on Georgiev when they had the chance, because now they're going to have to sell – not when the value's at its lowest, but value is significantly lower now than it was before the season started. I don't know if the Rangers want to trade Georgiev. We've seen no indication that they want to trade We Georgiev. also don't know what Drury thinks, and as per yeah. much reporting well, I, here, we, it's likely we won't. Could Georgiev be a guy that's involved in an Eichel deal? Yeah, maybe, but again, like the Rangers have to pull the trigger on that deal first. So I, I don't think the Rangers are going to take a fourth or fifth round pick for Georgiev just to bring back Hank. I think they, they'd they be more willing to move him this offseason, but the price still has to be right. They don't want to just give up on him. I think they, again, still continue to value him very highly in terms of at least how we value him. So I I, I, I think people saying, well, there's a chance Hank can come back this offseason just need to fucking relax. I I think you're just kind of working yourself up for no reason, truly. This next question is from our good friend of the show, Adam, et cetera. Talk about who each of you predict is in the top six, the top four, and power play one, respectively. Include anyone you, who you might think is there or lost via trade, then revisit opening day of camp to see how right, how right and wrong you were. We're pretty good at this. Um, so this is without Eichel, we're assuming. Right well, no, you, you, it's what you, he's clearly saying what you think it will be. So you can say, I'm going to say the Rangers have traded for Eichel. I will also so, say that. So my top, my top six is probably uh, Lafreniere, Eichel. Boy, now Boy. I need to do math. Have the Rangers <laughs> traded Buchnevich. Um If they have traded Buchnevich, which they likely have if they got Eichel, right? I don't know. I, I, I mean... I'm going to say they haven't traded Buchnevich. So I, I've got Lafreniere, Eichel, Buchnevich, and then I've got um, Panarin, Zibanejad, and Kako. Yeah, I, I, I switch Eichel and, uh, and Mika there, but I think if we haven't traded Buchnevich, that's as, as close as I get. I'm right and then my, my number one power play unit is probably... <laughs> it's hilarious. Fox. Fox. <laughs> Zibanejad, Panarin. Eichel, Lafreniere. No, I don't think I got Eichel on there. What? <laughs> what? Dude, are you kidding? No, I I don't think... I wouldn't... The argument is... I guess the argument would be then I... Sh- I don't know if I... Like, you're trying to really load you'd put, power play you'd one. You'd put Kreider right? there? I think, I think Kreider just in front of the net. I just don't... The Rangers don't have a net front presence more. Right? Like, you're not going to put Eichel on the top power play unit for him just to stand in front of the crease. That's such a waste of his talent. That's true. I, like, Panarin and Zibanejad, the magic works together. So I don't want to break them up. Well, then, I have got to see how going to play power play, too, here. Because then it essentially comes down to, like, we have to get our mind off of the David Quinn power play stacking, right? Where... Last year, the Rangers just used power play one for 
a minute 40 in power play two for 20 seconds. Like it's not a crime to split your power play unit time evenly and have Eichel and Panarin on different units. Because then imagine Eichel getting to eat and feast on second penalty kill units, not top penalty kill units, but the second penalty kill unit. That's a lot to sink your teeth into. Yeah, well, if your second and penalty I, kill unit is, I mean, just even starting right here, like Strom's probably not here if Eichel's here, so it's um, Eichel. Same, power play unit. Yeah, sorry, so sorry. Um, it's probably Eichel, Kako. No, see, I think I got Kako on power play one. Whoa. You, but see, I think see, power I don't play think I, one. Um, I like it. I, don't I like, think power play one for me in terms of distribution and creativity. I okay. like Fox at the point. I like Panarin, I like Kako, I like Zibanejad, I like Kreider in front of the net. And then power play two, I like um, – uh, I, I can go with whoever, Miller or Truba, fine. I think it's It doesn't Truba, matter yeah. to me. I, I would probably lean Miller, Maybe both. but I think the Rangers would put Truba out there. So you get Truba, Eichel, Lafreniere, Buchnevich, and oh literally – <laughs> whoever the fuck you haven't traded for Eichel. If Niels Lundqvist is not is still on the team, which he won't be, I guess, if Eichel's here, so that won't be it. Put fucking, I'd put Blackwell on power play two for all I care. Yeah, Blackwell like, played power play one, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, we're, we're stuck thinking that the first power play unit has to be the power play unit because that's how David Quinn used it. But again, just the temptation to have Eichel and Lafreniere on power play two for me where they're going up against the not best penalty killers on an opposing team. It just sounds unfair saying it. I would switch just, I'd put Keichel, uh, Keichel. Wow. Keichel? Keichel. Keichel that is, was Keichel? Keichel is what Kako and Eichel score a goal together. It's called Keichel. Um, <laughs> I've thought about this in my dreams, in case you're wondering. Wow. Uh, that, was, that was Keichel getting traded from the Chicago White Sox to the New York Rangers. <laughs> Cool. Hey, the Rangers need more left-handed uh, left-handed help. So I, I 100% understand this. Yeah, this so I, I just can't think, believe the White Sox are selling so low on him, though. I think Kako plays the Kreider spot just as well as Kreider does, and not just as well because that's what Kreider is made to do. Uh, and on yeah, a but I think that's ring. a waste. Of, I think that's a waste of Kako. Like Kako's got hands, man. He does. It's one of the his his on ice vision is one of his biggest strengths. Like Kreider's biggest strength is. Look at this piece of shit garbage puck. I'm just going to put it into the net. Three feet and or you're going to eat my farts for a minute while right. I'm standing there. Like, I don't want Kako standing in front of the crease. Um, that's why, like, I don't know who that player should be on power play, too. I think Blackwell is pesky in front of the net, and he could be – like, he's not a big body traditionally when you think of it. Like, Heedle could be the guy on power play, too, that gets to just stand in front of the net. But, again, I don't know if I've traded Heedle for Eichel in this scenario in which we're talking about. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just I feel like putting Keiko in front of the net is just a waste of his talent. It, it doesn't seem like the best use of his skills on a man advantage. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. All right, fine. I, listen, I, I just think when, I, when I've watched Kako over the years, um, the ability to have like his – or use his hands in front of the net has really been a, a strength of his. That's, that's sort yeah, of been like yeah. where I want him when to you, When you've watched 19- and 20-year-old Kako Kako over the years. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, – it, again, I, I understand I – understand in theory, what's your point is like if, if Kako gets a puck on a stick close to the net, he should be able to score. And that is juicy. But to my point is when you're playing a man advantage and you have more open ice in the, in the money zones, I'd rather see what Kako can do 
with more open ice than Kako waiting for a player of different skills to put the puck on net and see if he can finish it from there. I'd much rather see if he can be the play creator as opposed to just the Chris Kreider level finisher. All right. With that being said, let's take a quick break and we will come right back. Transition. We're back. All right. We've talked about power. We didn't actually do uh, the the top four, which I, but I think these are um, very easy. Oh, uh, to me, the top four. I mean, the top four is just carbon copy. Of it's locked in. It's locked in. Yeah. It's it's Fox Lindgren and then Truba. Yeah, I understand the people that want to see like Fox Miller. I get it. I just to me that's kind of like. Um, it's losing the forest a little bit through the trees. I, I really don't think you need to like it, it. It ain't broken. Don't fix it. You know what I mean? Yep. This is from a dear, dear friend of the show. Maddie Jack. How does this current roster compare to the, the 14, 15 roster as far as talent and likelihood to win the cup? I've talked about this a, a couple of times with our, our dear friend, Dan, actually, I'm just shouting out all our dear friends. And the 14, 15 team is, is much different in style and in strengths. I mean, the, that team is a, a very speedy team with a lot of defensive prowess and Henrik Lundqvist, where this team is probably more talented by three times on the offensive side. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's night and day. So I don't think they... Uh, likelihood to win the Cup? Like, were the 14-15 Rangers, like, heavy favorites? I mean, Henrik Lundqvist existed, but I don't think they were heavy favorites. Um, um, let me put it this way. I think this team currently constructed, the one that will enter the season for the New York Rangers next year, is more talented. But I think that team was more built for playoff success. That I agree with. Um, yeah, they were like, more put together, and they had a lot of hard years of fighting in the playoffs together. And Well, not, not just more put together, but it there were just – it's almost like there weren't players that could provide such high peaks – but the floor was so high on that team. Like we don't, we don't give a lot of or enough credit to like guys like Kevin Klein, who was a bottom pairing defender on those Ranger teams. That was just so good when the Rangers acquired him. We forget what Girardi and Stahl used to be like before they became punchlines. You forget how fucking good Ryan McDonough was. You forget how consistent and reliable guys like Derek Stepan, Derek Broussard, Matt Zuccarello. It, it was, it was a team that clearly lacked flaws. Oh, and by the way, it had the best goalie in the world between the pipes. So it, it's not a team that any of us would be like, man, greatest show on ice, right? Where like Panarin can do anything on a given night. Zibanejad can score five goals and you wouldn't really be totally surprised about it. Adam Fox is Adam Fox. But at the same time, you know, the children are still learning. The defense is still very young. Igor is still very raw in his own rights. I I would like the ceiling is so much higher with this Ranger team, but I would expect the 2014, 15 Rangers to make the playoffs. If that roster was still in their prime this year, then I would this collection of Rangers. Like, there would be plenty of games where this collection of Rangers could beat that collection of Rangers, like, 9-2 to two, if Hank has a night off. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's for but sure. But if, if, gener- if this version of Rangers plays that version of Rangers in an 82-game season, I think the 14-15 Rangers win 65 67% of the time. You think it's that high? 
I do. I think it's like uh, again the, the Hank factor 45. number one. Yeah, Hank the is Hank, the, Hank, the Hank factor number one. And again, just where where were the weaknesses? Uh, like what what is this collection of Rangers going to be able to exploit? That's true because the defensive between Hank and, and the defensive core, which was extremely strong. I mean, you you all know it. You watch it likely. Those Rangers won a lot of one goal games almost all the time. So they were they were down and, and battle tested. Whereas this roster uh, can have some nights where they absolutely explode and destroy the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, and then they can have nights where the Islanders beat them five nothing. Yeah, and they don't even look like they're ready to show up. So you're right. the they the fourteen fifteen team itself definitely was more prepared to play every single night as compared to this young, but still yet explosive squad. Yeah. And, and to steal a phrase from our good friend, Fitzy, you know, Fitz free content of the week, 16 game players, the 2014, 15 Rangers just had a shitload of 16 game players shitload with you. We think this version of Rangers has a few, but I, the 14, 15 team had way more, way more. This question is from Mike Stevenson. Hey, guys, love this sh- loving the show up in Canada. Hope you're okay up there in Canada, Mike. Uh, when Gordon was GM, play- uh, players would be rumored as in trades, and usually someone's name who was never mentioned mentioned ends up getting moved. Who is the Ranger? No one is mentioning that you could see surprising everyone in the trade this offseason. That's a good question. Uh, um, I would s- the name I, w- I was expecting to surprise everyone was Chris Kreider. He would have to move his no-move contract, but I don't think that's a thing anymore. I think people have forgotten a little bit about the uncertainty surrounding Pavel Buchnevich. Do I think people would be surprised if he was traded? I don't think so. Not in the holy shit, I didn't see that coming sense of the term. But I, I, think, I think the percent chance Buchnevich gets traded is higher than most people realize. Um, I don't think it's 50%, but I, I, I think it's closer to 40% than it is closer to 10%. I'm with you um, on that. By the way, just, just, the, just, just to aside here, a lot of the contracts that are being signed so far in the NHL seem like deals, seem like serious deals. It, it, the players are prioritizing years, uh, it seems like. It seems like the players, they have a number in mind in terms of salary, and they don't want to move off the salary, but the team doesn't want the cap hit to be too intrusive. So it's like the players are saying how much they want to get paid and they're allowing the team to determine the years. That is how I would describe the Nugent Hopkins contract. Like Nugent Hopkins essentially came out and said, like, I wanted $42 million. And then the Oilers were like, all right, well, we're just going to have to give you that over eight years here, buddy. We need to keep this low. And then um, Erickson X said something similar where it's like, yeah, I want the money. And the wild are like, that's cool. That means you're signing for eight years and you're just going to have to be cool with a lower average annual salary. That there. contract um, looks nice. I'll just say that. That's a good one. Yeah, the Nugent Hopkins one is fucking confusing. It is. I, I mean, it's not, it's not confusing because, again, like if, if, you, if you prioritize dollars and didn't care about years, then fine. Good for you. You got your money. But, man, I would have expected him to get $7 million as a free agent, straight up. Anything less than $7 million would have really surprised me. So the fact that he didn't even get six, he didn't even get five and a half. I, I just would you do that one? Would you do five million a year for eight years for Pavel Buchnevich right now? Probably, yeah. I think so too. I think I think Buchnevich is a more valuable player than Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So if that's I'm with you, if I can get if I can get Buchnevich at a lower annual average salary than Nugent Hopkins, yeah, sign me up. I don't care how many years it is. Yeah, man, eight more years of Buchnevich is young. He'd be good. Yeah, he'd be like what thirty three when that contract's up. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's perfectly fine. Um. 
what was I saying? Uh, a name and a name I'd be I. I don't think Keandre Miller is as untouchable as people like to say. He happen is. to Let agree with that. this. I yeah. happen to agree with this. This is this isn't this isn't me saying I want the Rangers to trade him. This isn't anything. It's just you hear all the time from Click King or Carp or whoever about how untouchable Keandre Miller is in trades. And they I usually tell you, they usually mention him in the same like sentence as Kapokako, and I to me that's night and day. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Keandre is as untouchable as the the beats like to say is. I if you want a name that I think would surprise people, I think it would be I I can see a lot of scenarios in which the Rangers are like here's Keandre Miller. And I like Keandre Miller a lot. I don't want a lot. I don't want him traded. I I want to make that perfectly clear. But if you're I'm, all I'm saying is if, if you're based on office. this question, yeah, based on this question, who is a name that most people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? No way. To me, I I'm just saying. I think people have put Keandre Miller on a pedestal that he's not actually on. I think that that's true. And maybe we overvalue him as as fans. And people around the league might overvalue him. So if the Rangers internally think that they're getting more value than what his future actually predicts, it's not like, you know, he obviously he's a great defender, had a tremendous rookie year, usually takes a lot longer to develop in that kind of player. Uh, but not not an offensive defenseman. Not that that matters. Your job is to play defense. But they, maybe they other teams value him more, and they feel like they can get a, a higher value uh, for him. And I, I do think well, having him in the same sentence as Kapokaku is kind of like baiting other teams. Like, yeah, we value him just as much as Kako, when I just can't imagine that's true. Yeah, but I, again, I, I won't even go that far. I think it's simply a lot of people who write words – have continued to tell us how unavailable Keandre Miller is in trades. And now I think fans have just accepted this as fact. So obviously the Rangers aren't going to trade Keandre Miller. No one has suggested they would. It's not going to happen. All I'm saying is I think there are scenarios in which it does happen that are not out of the realm of possibility. So I would say Keandre Miller is the name where if he gets traded, a lot of people react like, whoa, didn't see that coming. But you heard it here first, is essentially, you know. <laughs> there you go. Source us. That's it. Uh, this is from Michael Taylor. Do you think Valakat was hinting at a job with Drury's regiment on air? No. Uh, and why do you think that no team has bought it, brought him in? I know uh, I know his company does work with several teams now, but does he want to be with NYR staff himself, you think? Um, I think it's kind of hard to give up a business if you're Valakat. This is no insider information. He built like a stats business from the ground up, and uh, I'm sure he's very proud of it, on top of winning a shit ton of Emmys all the time for MSG. Seems like Valakat's got a pretty good gig going. I'm not sure he really wants to give that up. Yeah, you again, we, we, we talk about this with trades and all that stuff, right? You have to make it worth someone's while. I It's... Steve Valaket and his brand, is it more valuable for him to become an assistant coach or a front office executive? Or is it more valuable for what Steve Valaket wants to do to be essentially the front-facing studio analyst for the New York Rangers on MSG Networks? While also being the While owner. also having this company <laughs> yeah. that he clearly not only cares about, but is sourcing out to different NHL teams at a price, at a cost. Like, though, I I don't know what the lump sum would have to be to make Valakat be like, yeah, that's it. Again, Valakat was a professional athlete. He didn't make, you know, Henrik Lundqvist money, but he's not poor. So yeah. you have to make it worth his while. And I, I honestly, I don't know what the price tag would have to be to do it, but I, I bet you it's definitely higher than what most 
assistant coaches in the NHL get paid. I couldn't agree with you more. This is from AJ. Uh, there were rumors last offseason prior to Kucherov's injury that Stamkos was not on Tampa's untouchable list. A Tampa cap situation hasn't improved since then. Maybe you've heard of that. And assuming right. he would waive his no-move contract no move contract for New York, do you see him as a good trade target as a top center? I do not. No. Uh, I do not either. I also... I'll tell, I'm looking at the Lightning roster right now. Tyler Johnson will not be a Lightning next year. I don't know where he's going to go. He's going to go, go somewhere. Right. I bet you they get rid of Alex Kalorn as well. I could see them getting rid of Andre Palat. And I bet you those are the three guys they move out. They find some fucking who fucking knows who, but they'll find them. One of them will be injured that they can stash on long-term IR. Like they're going to somehow trade for Chris Pronger, I'm sure, <laughs> just to get another $7 million in long-term injury reserve money. Um, yeah, I would say the three lightning I would expect to get the boot are Palat, Johnson, and Kalorn. One of them will be drafted by Seattle. Uh, Tyler Johnson, by the way, is a Pacific Northwest guy, so that's where a lot of the buzz is going, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, Palat, Johnson, Kalorn. I will say, like, if there's a guy that maybe, possibly, again, doesn't fit the bill as a top of the lineup guy, but I've always liked Yanni Gord. I've always liked his game. He's 29 though. And he's got four years at 5.1. Like he's getting paid more than Ryan Nugent Hopkins somehow in this day and age. How is um, that possible? Oh my God. Because again, like Nugent Hopkins, the Nugent Hopkins contract just fucking baffles me. Right. I've never seen anything like it. It's strange. He was going to be the top free agent center. Like bidders yeah. would have bid for him. A lot of teams. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, 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 I cannot believe someone wanted to stay in Edmonton that badly. Um, really baffles the old mind there. But yeah, when it comes, when it comes to the Lightning, no, I don't see Stamkos going there, especially if they just won their second Stanley Cup. Well, yeah, uh, one more Palat's thing. getting the door. Whenever we talk to our, our, our good friend Matthew Estevez, he constantly brings up the culture thing and how they get yeah. people to stay for less money and they get people to buy in and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jerk, jerk themselves off. Yep. Blah, 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 yep. blah. We, all, we all know, we all know. Yep. Um, yeah, I Palat at 5.3, Johnson at 5 million, Kaloran at 4.45. Those are three guys that will not be Tampa Bay Lightning players next year. This is from the New York Ranger fan, 1994 New York Ranger. Nice. Uh, is it crazy to think that if Gordon was still here, they would have gotten Eichel by now? And I feel like Drury is not in as Eichel as Gordon was, uh, and he, maybe maybe he's not as willing to overpay as as Gordon was. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is going to be his first act as GM. Of course, he's going to be cautious. It's not like he's going to. It doesn't seem like he's in trouble of losing his job. It's his ship to steer for possibly the rest of his life. You saw what Sather's done. Sather's still around. We've talked about it. I would disagree. I think I think an Eichel trade became more likely with Drury than it was with Gordon. Really. Because I think Drury, yes. uh, Gorton, and JD were very high and very in on on uh, Mr. Eichel for a very long time. I I think the I I I said what I said. Okay. I have nothing. I have nothing more to nothing add. Nothing more to ask. This is from Donovan Carr. Does Howden start third line winger or our undeniable two C? We would always knew, we we always knew he would be next year. First round pick for Seattle. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, do you get a kick? Do you get a kick out of it? By the way, every time I, you're watching the Stanley Cup, just like I'm watching yeah. the Stanley Cup, the amount of time these announcers like, man, this is just good drafting right here. This is this is the result of good drafting, just great shit. I'm like, can one of these motherfuckers bring up the fact that they drafted Brett Howden and Lieber Hayek? Just one of them. 
and run out and they took in the first fucking round. Another thing, it's kind of a myth. Like they don't have I don't think anybody on the player on the roster was drafted after two thousand thirteen. Uh point was, right? That's it. But he was like in the fourth round, right? Or second round, I'm sorry. Uh, third round. Third round. Third round. There you go. Every round. Yeah, and the only reason he fell that far is because people think he's a shorty. So Well, turns out he's really good at hockey. Heightists. Yeah, fucking heightists. But yeah, like fucking spare me, buddy, with the wow, these lightning. They just they just know how to draft. Yeah, they had like a top five pick for Hedman. They had a top two pick for Stamkos. They got Kucherov. They got point. Good for fucking them. Like, yeah, dude, we all wanted – I. the thing that does bother me is you go back to those uh, those trades uh, podcasts we did leading up to the McDonough trade, not thinking that McDonough was actually going to the Lightning, and you guys all heard us crying because we didn't get Sergachev, which – Boy, we look smart for being upset about we that. We were really upset, um, like extremely. But one of the one of the guys Drew was always high on, and Drew Way, our dude, our prospect expert, one of the smartest dudes out there. Uh, don't want to get him too full of shit in this moment because he's gonna text us both tomorrow, being like, "Oh my god, my ego's through the damn roof." The dude was in on Anthony Sorelli before anybody else I knew. Credit where credit is due. He wanted Sorelli so badly. And he, he was right. The Rangers. He was right. But, and hey, listen, the Lightning, that's one of the things you got to give the credit Lightning f- the, for, right? Even if the Rangers were like, we like Sorelli, and we're like, well, that's nice. But here's former first-round pick Brett Howden. You ever think about Brett Howden? Little Brett Howden? You want Brett Howden? Yeah, I don't know. I just want one of these idiots to say, oh, they're so good at drafting. Brett Howden and Lieber Hayek. The um, real ones don't forget. This is from Walsey sixty one. Who is a who are the realistic bottom six faceoff winners and grit guys we can target this offseason? I think Barclay Goodrow is like super high up there. I know, but he's not gonna get paid like a bottom six dude. That's the problem. I guess I can't say that for sure because again Because of the way contracts I, are being I, signed I look right at now. What Ryan Nugent Hopkins signed for? Like if Barclay Goodrow has to settle for Jesper Foss money, it's two million dollars a year. Uh Barclay Barclay Goodrow is the answer. So is Blake Coleman. Like if both those guys have to settle for deals under $3 million a year, and they're not New York Rangers, something went horribly, horribly wrong. But to a point that Click King made, the Rangers do it. They have to clear some bodies before they can sign these guys, right? You're not going to sign Barclay Goodrow or Blake Coleman if you haven't traded Kravtsov, if you haven't decided what to do with Philip Heedle. If you haven't decided to, I don't know. Yeah, the roster's pretty full right now. We couldn't find spots yeah. in the top nine last year. Fuck, we were complaining about when certain players were on the fourth line. Right. So it's Gerard Gallant talks a big game saying young players can't play on the fourth line. I agree, 100%. But, you know, how many people have told us they're excited about Morgan Barron? How many people tell us they're excited about Vitaly Kravtsov? How many people tell us they're excited about the different variations of players that the Rangers need to make room for? Well, they got to make room, right? They got to make some moves. Ryan Strom needs to be moved in order to create a space. A winger needs to be moved, whether it's Kravtsov himself, whether it's Pavel Buchnevich, whether it's Chris Kreider. You, you, you got to make room for these guys. If you want to sign these bottom six players, it's all fine and good. You got to – not not to harp, harp and, harken back to what we did with David Quinn. I would love for the Rangers to sign all these guys. Who are you trading and what for in order to bring? You have to get stuff out to get stuff in. That's just the way it works. It's cash business, baby. Money in, money out. 
Next question is from Man Cole. Is there any part of you that's scared the New York Rangers will start throwing around first-round picks like they did in 2010 2015 and will drain out the pipeline again? It's going to be way harder to drain the pipeline this time. Yeah, the Rangers just have too many fucking bodies right now. They're, they're pretty stacked when it comes to depth and talent. And these first-round draft picks, like, if they gave up two for Eichel, like, okay. Like, that's fine. Give up six for Eichel for all I care. I really... Yeah, just think of think of the again like the bodies thing we just said about the bottom six, right? Yep. Vitaly Kravtsov, Morgan Barron, currently constructed. Not a lot of playing time to go around for those two. You get you look at the Rangers defensively: Niels Lundqvist, Zach Jones, Matthew Robertson, um, whatever veteran they bring in. Every human being like the Rangers, and, and those are just the guys in North America, right? They've signed Carl Henriksen to his entry-level contract. He's not coming over yet, but people are very high on Carl Henriksen. Uh, if Brett Berard. Braden Schneider, a guy that for some reason neither of us mentioned. The Rangers really <laughs> like that Coil some kid. Reason. Yeah, the, the Rangers really like the Coil kid who they took with the Leas Anderson draft pick last year. Cool. The, the Rangers, if the Rangers didn't have another first-round draft pick for the next four years and somehow kept Niels Lundqvist, fine. Like, I don't care. That That's good business to me. Because one, you were you're hoping that one of those four first round draft picks maybe gets to the status of Niels Lundqvist that he currently is, and if that happens, you're incredibly lucky. We forget how often these draft picks are literal lottery tickets. We complained, and I I complained especially after the Leah Sanderson pick that I would have rather had Glass, and Glass still hasn't really played in the NHL or done anything, and he was pick number six. Like it's you forget how often the even first rounders don't pan out. It's an extremely often. The fact that Philip Heedle turned into the player he did, the fact that Keandre Miller turned into the player he did, is not a given all the time. But yeah. we're a little spoiled with that. Yeah, again, Brett Howden was a first round pick. So was Lieber Hayek. Well, Lieber Hayek was a second round pick there, buddy. Oh, uh, was he? Damn. Yeah, it was like forty first or something. It's close. It's close. Feels like he was a first round pick though. I don't know why. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> the way he plays out there, you know, uh, what, what players should the Rangers pick up this off season? We talked about a ton of those already. Uh, this is from Adam Klein, uh, agrees Ryan on the assumption that the NYR do not trade for Eichel, but to take advantage of Strom, Strom's sky high value and trade him, who would be a realistic target to trade, uh, outside of Eichel Barkov. I mean, we talked about a lot of this, but, uh, even this uh, person named Frank responded, Monahan is like someone that has come up a lot. Uh, I don't know if there's like a, a you're seeing very interesting values fluctuating around the NHL. Like I don't know if is would you consider Strom's value sky high? I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. I would also say again, the New York Rangers plan to be contenders next year. So if you're not getting a Jack Eichel, if you're trading Ryan Strom, you have to get someone to replace Ryan Strom. You're making a quote unquote hockey trade. Yeah, Ryan Strom. I just he's don't legit. I, yeah, but how much I, while he's legit, like I, I don't know, I don't know in a, a hockey trade if you're going to get a better player in return for Ryan Strom when you consider what Ryan Strom's able to at least do playing next to Artemi Panarin. So I don't, I don't, I, to me, Strom is a perfect piece to put into a Jack Eichel trade because it's a clear upgrade, like you know, right, the clearest upgrade that's ever existed. But I, it's hard for me to work up Ryan Strom trades because I still feel like his market value, his face value, is lower than what he's able to do playing with Artemi Panarin. 
because other teams will just say, oh, well, he plays with Artemi Panarin. And maybe a fair critique. Maybe. He played very time, well uh, with yeah. Artemi Panarin out this year. He proved at, it right. At the right same time, while, while that's a fair critique, if, if, if Ryan Strom is worth only a buck 65 to other teams, but he's worth $2.25 to the Rangers, then maybe the Rangers just keep him for another year. But I, I also I say that while knowing that if the Rangers actually want to make the playoffs, they need to have a better top six. And the only clear place you can have a clear upgrade in your top six is the second center spot. It's just that simple. Man. This is one more from Michael Taylor. Does JD ever come back in any role besides beloved by the fans? No. No. <laughs> uh, is James Dolan still the owner? Yeah. The answer is yes, then the answer Even is then, no. Like, I don't – there's no way. And this is from uh, from Braden. We kind of talked about the Bucinevich extension already. Um, what are we hoping for? I mean, anything less than if he would take, you know, eight years, five for five million or even 5.5, I would love that, of course. Um, but I, I don't think that would be the case. I, I, I do think he ends up getting traded uh, for some reason or another. I mean, obviously all the reasons we've spoken about. But if there was an extension, I mean, five years, five million, five years, 5.5, I think that's what I would hope for. Why? Yeah, I don't know why he'd I, take that, though. I mean, I guess the reason you could argue for him taking it is just we'll have to see a contract that makes us think someone's actually getting paid this offseason. It does right? not feel like it. Like Again, this gets this goes right. The, the, Eric, the Erickson X, the, the Erickson X stuck to me. I, I thought that was a good deal for him, um, but the Ryan Nugent Hopkins things is just so shock, shocking to me. I, it, it has changed my opinion of what players might be able to ask for in free agency because there was no. He was the number one unrestricted free agent center. I'm not a big Ryan Nugent Hopkins guy. I've never really have been. Under no circumstance would I really want the Rangers to shop down that aisle. I wouldn't have wanted the Rangers to sign him as opposed to just running it back with Ryan Strom. Like, I, I, I get it. I Everything I'm about to say about Ryan Nugent Hopkins contradicts my personal opinion of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. But one thing I know for sure is he was the unquestioned number one free agent center under the age of 30, and other teams value his style of play. And it's a stupid league. I'm stunned that Nugent Hopkins thought for a second he couldn't have gone to market and convinced some dumbass team to give him $8 million a year. It blows my mind that he not just resigned in Edmonton, but took his annual average salary down to a point where it like, if I'm another player in the NHL, I'm fucking pissed at Ryan Nugent Hopkins right now. He fucked the market. Yeah, and I think a lot of the people are kind of getting a lot of these teams ready are kind of getting ready to pay their big young players like Makar and some of the others. But even then, like I don't know what a, a Pedersen extension is going to look like if, if they can even get it done. If I'm Pedersen, I'm not signing for anything. Like I'm, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, 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 or rather, a Twitter follower or Twitter person I like to interact with, Cam Robinson had a, be- a Twitter thread that was like, "Who's the best player under 23?" And like Makar and Pedersen were like the two number, two number one, like nonstop. And I agree with them. Um, they're definitely the two best what, players. Is Adam Fox what? Is he twenty four? I think he's still twenty three. He's he's right there with them though. Mm, mm, mm. You didn't say Adam Fox. Are you a real Ranger fan, bro? 
<laughs> what about the what about the birth of your child? Yeah, February. He'll be twenty four till February twenty seventeenth. Uh, there you go. Twenty three. I'm sorry. Wow. And you didn't answer Adam Fox. I think he's a, he's in the top five, and I don't think he was mentioned nearly enough. And somehow he's still getting. I don't know. He's still underrated. I don't know how that's possible. But if I'm Pedersen, I'm not. I want all the money, and I don't think it's going to happen from Vancouver because they don't have any. So, yeah, and Vancouver's also, again, a very dumb organization. Final very question. Very dumb organization. This is from Benny Profane. This is a sad mailbag question, so we'll end on this. Um, oh, fantastic. But something that needs to be asked. When do you think we will see the Sam Rosen retirement? Uh, two years? Uh, I think two years. I think we'll get next season and the season after will be his retirement season. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he got to 2025 and was still calling games. So yeah. two years feels right. Two years. Um, That's where we're at. He's losing. He's slipping a little bit now. Love Sam. Love him. I, I enjoy having him as a commentary person. Is he at the top of his game? No, very far from it. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> Extremely. I will. I will. Uh, another. Some of our listeners will think this is a sad podcast question. Others will just get really frustrated by it. I take great pleasure in it. What circumstance do you trade Adam Ju- Aaron Judge? Oh. I did not see this coming. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I this is the note I want to end on because this this to me feels like the perfect note to end on. Okay. After the three game, the Yankees are broken, broken in a way where I don't know how you fix it. And I, hold on. Like what piece on that team? I don't think I think Labor Torres's stock is it's very low. So low. It's the lowest it's been. Like what? What players can you trade that have? value to bring you anything close to the return the Yankees got on Andrew Miller and Chapman the first time. Like Garrett, people will say Garrett Cole, Boy, but you forget how long expensive that contract is. Oh my yeah. God. Like Aaron judge is really it. If you wanted to make a franchise altering trade. Wow. He still has like arbitration Luke, your boy, this year. Holy shit. Your, your boy, Luke Voigt is pee pee. Poo-poo. I don't care what you say. Okay, DJ LeMayu uh, is not p- performing to the way he's and under contract good. for five more years. Yep. Um, Glaber, I don't think his value is there. Geo is a fun player, but not anything you're gonna like. You're not gonna get anything back for Geo. No. Sanchez. People have hard opinions about Gary Sanchez. Some teams straight up just aren't gonna want to trade for him, which means that the teams that do want to trade for him won't have to give up as much as you think for him. Uh, Brett Gardner is ancient. You're not trading him. It's it's Aaron Judge, buddy. Woo! That's Giancarlo is under contract for 700 more years yeah. and always injured. What is this Giancarlo Stanton contract? Oh my god, it makes it's... me it makes me laugh every time. And I don't even hate Stanton. I really don't think he like. Oh my god, 29 million a year. Jesus Christmas. Uh, just making it. But entire... it's, it's Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is the only piece the Yankees could trade that'll do anything to help that franchise. They would need. It's not that great of a farm system. I know you're excited about Jason Dominguez, but even if you're excited, four years away? Oh, he's 18, at and least, he's raw as hell. Yeah. He's so raw. By the time Dominguez is up, you're going to have to make a decision on whether you want to extend Aaron Judge or not anyway. Maybe Derek Jeter like was that, right, you know? Maybe he, maybe? Was, maybe he was like, I'm just getting off this contract because uh, two years from now, the Stanton contract's $32 million. That is nobody's taking that. Is it what is it a player option at the end? Oh my god! The they still they they did so bad in the Yelich trade that it 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 almost diminishes how well they actually ended up doing. Getting Alcantara for Ozuna in hindsight is very good. 
especially when you consider that one Ozuna is always hurt and two a piece of shit human being. There you go, a another piece one. Of shit human beings. Um, and then Stanton just getting out of the contract is good business as well. But they just got railroaded on the Yelich deal. It's not even close. Uh, but answer the question, Ryan. Aaron Judge. Okay. All right. So if you're trading Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. you it has to be for top guys. I'm not trading a top ten. A top ten in baseball prospect. A top another top seventy five baseball prospect. Yeah, we got. And it. then an, another top five prospect within that organization that is acquiring Aaron Judge. Yeah. So here's what I would look at if we're making hypothetical trades. Yeah. So uh, what three Padre po- prospects, buddy? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. I would want. <laughs> this is what I was doing. <laughs> I would want CJ Abrams. Abrams. That's correct. Huh? Um, Campusano, Campusano, and probably Weathers. Yeah, I think if you're the Yankees, you have to do that deal. I think you might be right. I mean, you, it's hard. I mean, if 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 CJ Abrams is included, and you're the Yankees, and you're thinking like, man, you're looking around, the Blue Jays are just loaded in offensive talent and they are not going anywhere period end of story yeah and whatever you think of the rays they're just they, they're also not going anywhere. They, they broke the code they yeah, broke the code sorry i don't like they, yeah, gonna, they, um, they're while, while right we're now, talking but... about this while we're talking about this i'm asking our uh fantasy baseball who would you trade they would do this trade. i mean i think i think the yankees dude if and as, as much as you probably love aaron judge out there if you're a yankee fan you probably do for good reasons aaron judge is very likable He's incredibly good at baseball sometimes. And then but CJ Abrams is a special prospect. And to get yes. two more to get two more prospects like that in the future. I mean, if you could convince them to give you Gore because Gore stock has fallen a lot. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. Listen, it's true though. It's true. Just be honest. It's yeah, whatever. Just, I also have Ryan Weathers. Okay, so his store really is his his stock has fallen a lot. So if you can get Gore, Abrams, and Camposano, I mean, then you're talking. That's real stuff, Gregory. That's a good question. I like it. All right, I think we end there. I just, yeah, I just, I, the Yankees to me are broken. And if, if you're that broken, you really can only do one thing. That's trade judge. That's your one piece. That's your one bullet. Yeah, I don't know you, man. You just signed. You can't, I, the, the, the reason the counterpoint is you have Gary Cole and Stanton signed for a million years and all the money. Like, all the – if you just take those two players, you could probably play the entire Rays roster for the next eight years. Yeah, but that's the other thing. They're, the Yankees don't spend anymore. They're not going to buy themselves out of this problem. Yeah. If they if they still spent, we're not having this conversation, right? We're just saying, eh, tough year, trade some of the ancillary pieces, get some double-A, triple-A depth, right? But the Yankees don't spend anymore. Oh. They're poor. They're the Mets. <laughs> Woo! What was it like? Are they for not? You? What was like, it like for you? I when know Pete this sounds really mean. At Yankee Stadium, and it sounded like City Field. Right? When does that ever happen? That was weird. I thought that was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, Yankee fans. I really don't hate you. I don't. Please don't think I do. And actually, Greg doesn't either. We talked about this forever. I hate forever. some of you. Okay, that's I hate fair. some of you. Um, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't have any negative feelings towards Yankee fans, despite what they're, I, they're raising. Right. Yankees. I I save all my hate for the Phillies, the Braves, and the Nationals. Again, I think children under the age of fifteen that do the baby shark clap 
should either be arrested or executed at national <laughs> games. Like straight up. Like I don't have that feeling. I don't have that feeling for Yankee fans. But I we are big baseball boys. Yes. We are we are dudes who love and appreciate the game. Mm-hmm. And when a product is broken like the Yankees are currently broken, you have to ask. Like I'm, I'll ask the same thing. Do you think Chris Bryant could trade at the deadline? The Cubs have forgotten how to win baseball games. The Brewers have forgotten how to lose games. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Doesn't I don't know. Seem like who, the Cubs want to extend him again. I don't know what team, man. If they don't extend Chris Bryant, oh, the, uh, you may have heard, Ryan. The New York Metropolitans need more hitters. Yeah, I will. Chris Bryant's a Met. I mean, that's going to be something. I really like Chris Bryant. Like a lot. Would you trade? I, I I ran this hypothetical past a couple of people yesterday that were Met fans. Would you trade Francisco Alvarez for half a season of Chris Bryant? No. Would you trade Francisco Alvarez for a year and a half of Jose Barrios? No. I think Francisco Alvarez, and you know, I know that uh, you know, I feel this way. Is, is like a special hitter. Special. So do you think the Mets could find a trade that's acceptable for Ronnie Mauricio with Chris Bryant? No, it's going to be really hard. I think they're going to want more. I think if you, you think Mauricio's stock has fallen that far, I don't think it's fallen that far. I don't think it's high enough. I don't think it ever was high enough for Chris Bryant. For half a year of Chris Bryant. Where the Mets take on the rest of that contract. Okay, half makes, a year. Half a year, I think you could put together a, a package. Cause, yeah, because yeah, remember, he's a free agent at the end of this year. And the Cubs have seemingly have said, we're just not going to extend. Sorry. If you could extend him, if you could work the extension before you traded Alvarez, I would do it. But I don't think, see, with the Chris Bryant, I think Mauricio and uh, couch cushion change might be enough to get Bryant. Because I just don't think the Cubs have a good bargaining position. They don't, but I, I'm sure other teams are going to be bidding for his services for half a year. They uh, have a question, be. Ryan, who the Dodgers have more in the Dodgers are not going to do it. it. It's definitely not the Dodgers, not the Padres. The Padres. It's probably not. No, because you're not going to, you're not going to trade for Chris Bryant and play him every day in the outfield. And even then they have fam, they have Grisham, and they have Myers. Um, Boy. The Giants, I guess, could. The Giants are up there, but they, it's not like their farm system is banging down any walls. No. They're not. In the AL, I mean, Chris Bryant does seem like a player the Rays just magically acquired. <laughs> oh, my God. I would I would cry. There's no right? way. Like, there is a way, though. They don't sign free agent, but I guess the, the reason against the Rays is you can't qualify players you trade for midseason, right? Isn't yeah. that the big? Yep. So the Rays, the Rays probably wouldn't like that they're not getting a draft pick back. Then again, those rules might change because there's going to be a strike at the end of the season. So the Rays probably shorting the system, just guaranteeing <laughs> that this rule is going to trade, change, make the trade, knowing that they're getting it no matter what. Because they could get him if they wanted. It would be pretty easy for them to get him. Yeah, they have seven. Like one of your four shortstops, you can trade for yeah, Chris Bryant. Yeah, exactly. That isn't one. Like here's Franco. here's Tyler Wall, uh, Taylor Walls, and like one of their player. Congratulations. Yeah, imagine they just like you know what we don't want Bruhan. You can just have him. Oh, I don't. We'll do not want Chris that, Bryant. But yes, um. <laughs> uh, the Ra- the Jays won in. Um, the the Indians are poor. There's so no way the Indians won't. are doing it. No way. Uh, the White Sox. The Nats? doesn't seem like they what about need the Nationals. The, what, the Washington Nationals? Yeah, they don't really have a farm system, huh? Okay. Yeah, what are they trading, buddy? Yeah, no. Like, you have to name a prospect better than Ronnie Mauricio if you suggest the team. I'm going to think on this one. I'll get back to you. I think this is an interesting question. Like, do you like do you like uh, the Giants outfield prospect? Was it uh, Mike, Ramos? Helio Ramos? I like him a little yeah, more. You, I, I think like I'd rather have than... Ronnie, actually, shortstop. 
Yeah, I, it's tough. It's close, players. though. I think the Giants are an interest. The Giants would be my biggest fear as a guy that would want the Mets to get Ronnie. Uh, not Ronnie. Uh, Chris Bryant. I'm bringing up my Google Sheets real quick. Excuse my typing. I'm gonna. I have a, a big prospect sheet because you know, I'm a big fucking nerd over here. Um, and I think where did I have Ronnie this year? Well, you're about to. You're about to offend me because you know I own Ronnie too. That's fine. You just hate my prospects, is what. He's, I have him at 59. That's pretty high. Yeah, my guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean. I will say the Mets are in a weird position now where Mauricio clearly isn't a shortstop for them anymore because you may have heard Francisco Lindor. Yeah, um, a lot of money. Beatty has been incredible this year. Yeah, I don't think he's going Better, anywhere. No, well, but like the Mets have three third basemen, all of which are rated somewhat highly in Mauricio Beatty and Vientos. So if they don't leverage one of those third base prospects, because they're all also at the exact same point in their development where they're all at double A and they're all within a year of promotion and the Mets, this is the year to trade one of them to help you this year because you don't want to get to the off season and the teams know you have to trade one of them. So like, this is that, this is that little window of grace period where the Mets don't have to move any of these guys. So teams will feel like they're getting more value for it. And the Mets realize they have too many of them. So it, I th- my bold prediction is one of those three gets traded for an impact bat before the trade deadline. I agree with and you. I think, that, I I think it's Chris Bryant. I, I hope it's for your sake it's Chris Bryant. Don't, I'm not sure. We Ryan, if it's Josh fucking Donaldson, we're doing an emergency podcast. And I'm getting to yell That's fine. for 20 straight minutes. That's fine. That's fine. Let me know. All right, buddy. I got to get out of here. This has been fun. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. All right, later, guys. We love you. Uh, I want to thank all our Patreon subscribers. We'll thank them right now. You, you can follow us at... On Twitter at Orion, you can follow Greg at Bushers Break. We love you guys. See you next week or later on OT on Patreon.com. All right, bye. Just kidding, we're back. And by we're, I mean me. And by me, I mean thanking the Patreon subscribers who keep this show going. Alex Gartner, Amber Coensberger, Ben Water, Brian Doyle, Broad, Broadway Blue Shirt, Peter Bleeder, CJ Selwag, and David Siegel, Dennis Deitz, Eric Stagg, George Obrinsky, JD, Jamie Mack, Chris from Florida, Lazik Gronkowski, Matthew Kind, Pavel Kodarev, Ryan, Stephen Lomoyer, Stieg, Bull, Swangard, Tommy O'Neill, Tori from Manhattan, and Vinny Hay, and I can, who can forget Willie Spector. Thank you so much for being our Patreon subscribers. Thank you for keeping this show going. Thank you for being part of the Offer Sheet Club, Hall of Famers, General Managers, whatever you want to say. We'll be back with OT later this week. Love you guys. Actually, bye for real.